0: Hi, I'm Sally Cosgrove. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Brexit. Recently, we heard HMRC giving evidence at the Treasury Select Committee about the two customs options the UK is considering post Brexit. We know the UK wants to leave the customs union so that it can strike our own trade deals, but the UK government wants to find a solution to being outside the customs union and keeping a frictionless border with the EU. Today we want to explore the two favoured options, which are known as Max, FAC and NCP, and give you a sense of what each might mean for your business. So today I'm joined by PwC's experts, Anna Wallace, Head of Political Relations, and Matthew Clark, Head of Customs and Trade. So Anna, can you start us off by talking us through what we know about these two options and what we've learned about them recently?
1: Hi, Sally. Yes, well, I guess first of all, as you said, um, it's government policy to leave the customs union. That's worth reminding ourselves. And that's so that we can go and strike our own trade deals with other nations around the world. And what we've heard a lot about recently is two proposals that were outlined in the government's trade paper last summer, but that have clearly been having a lot more attention spent on them to work out exactly how they might work practically, and also understanding the politics of them. So I'll I'll go through the two of them in, in detail if you've been with me. So the first one, as you mentioned, Max FAC um, or Maximum Facilitation is what that stands for. And I guess this is the technology option. So using technology to the greatest degree possible to create an invisible border between the UK and the EU. Um, In a select committee appearance in Parliament, the head of the Customs and Revenue Agency said that the model would probably take three years to implement and it would require quite substantial investment by business. The numbers they were talking about were in the range of 17 to 20 billion so not insignificant costs on business there. Uh, The other option is the Customs Partnership or NCP, the New Customs Partnership, where the government would collect duties on behalf of the EU. So we would effectively become the border police for the EU. And if, for example, I as a business were shipping in a container load of T-shirts from Asia that was then bound for the EU market, the UK government would collect that revenue on behalf of the EU and pass it on when the goods were found to be uh, moving into the EU market. So good from the point of view that it negates the need for any customs control between the UK and the EU. It means we stay where we are now, but it does require the EU to entrust their border protection to the UK government. And of course, this is a negotiation, so remains to be seen whether they would be happy to do that. Both options from a UK government point of view mean or could mean no hard border in Northern Ireland, and clearly that's a very big policy priority but they both have their downsides. As we said, it depends on what the EU would agree to. The other thing that I just mentioned from the Select Committee hearing last week was that uh, Revenue and Customs made it clear that the government itself is preparing for a no-deal scenario as well, making contingency plannings. And that's in parallel with the advice that we've been giving to clients. We believe a deal is still the most likely outcome, but it's prudent to plan for a no-deal scenario too.
0: Okay, so some big numbers put out there in terms of potential costs Mm. for business. Um, Matt, you're our in-house customs expert, so can you help us understand what the two options would mean from a business perspective?
2: Thanks, Sally. So, let's first go through the max MaxFact. So, as Anna has mentioned, that's going to be a use of technology and trusted trader programmes, which UK traders might recognise better as the Authorised Economic Operator Scheme and that both will be used so goods are expected to pass more freely and quickly, minimising the impact of a border between the UK and the EU on a business's supply chains. However, as part of this option, the business would still need to submit customs declarations to actually facilitate the movement of the goods across this new border, with HMRC quoting an average of £32.50 per export declaration to move the goods out of the UK. And it's this fee for business that will make up the majority of the 17 to 20 billion costs that Anna mentioned earlier. So this is funded by business, not the UK people or their government. One thing to keep in mind though, is to fully affect that movement of the goods, say from the UK into France, there are two customs declarations needed one customs declaration at the point of export from the UK, and another customs declaration for import into France. So that £32.50 could actually be double in terms of the cost for the full supply chain.
0: Okay, so two really important points there for, for business to know and understand.
2: Yeah, and I think it's the difference of business is understanding that This new border that's created between the UK and the EU, applying the types of admin times and costs that they currently experience when bringing goods in from the third country into the UK will apply to traffic between the UK and continental Europe or Southern Ireland.
0: So what about the customs partnership?
2: So for this option to work, HMRC would collect customs duty on the goods imported into the UK but destined for the EU and then later pay the customs duty over to the EU authorities. So to use Anna's example earlier, if the t-shirts did not leave the UK and the UK had a lower customs duty rate of say 5% on the t-shirts and the EU rate was set at eight, business would then need to reclaim the 3% back on the tariff differential. The mechanism for this tariff reclaim could be costly, both in terms of the complex systems for the business to support their reclaim and the increased admin for HMRC if we take the current examples of drawback systems in place. So it's up to a business to decide from a cost-benefit perspective whether to do the tariff differential reclaim, evaluating what their increased systems cost and admin cost could be. And this is something that we've been exploring with business recently.
0: Okay, so again, some, some really important points for uh, messages for business there. So, so what, is, what does that change in terms of what business should be doing now? Or is there any sort of information uh, that business should be looking to build into their data collection?
2: So I think we've previously put out some no regret options for businesses to undertake. I think the first one is that good clean data will be absolutely key whichever option we go with. So how many goods uh, classify correctly will be absolutely key to determine the customs duty rate that's applied. In terms of reclaiming any tariff differentials for goods that stay in the UK, um, there'll obviously be a need to track and trace those. There could also be an increased cost to be able to prove where goods originate from. So are they originating from the UK or from Europe, which might alter the customs duty rates applied to them. It's not clear in this tariff differential system whether it will be worthwhile to invest in these systems, because as I have said before, they can be quite complex and costly to implement. So depending on the differential, there might be a mixed uptake from business on whether they will actually be claimed back, because there will need to be this uh, evidence of where the goods finally end up with a customer, but also maintain the proof of origin for where the goods originate from. The government's estimated that business would could have to lay out something close to 3.4 billion a year, but anticipating that some of that cost could then be reclaimed by the tariff differential. So I think it would be a cost benefit analysis for companies as to whether they wish to do that. The government reported that the expected setup cost for the new border could be as much as 700 million. But again, they're hoping that a lot of this will be cost neutral depending on the tariff differential amounts that companies can claim back. I think the other aspect that we're saying that's a no-regret option at the moment is to truly map out and understand your EU supply chains, understand third parties that you're reliant on at the moment in terms of customs brokers and third-party logistics agents, and talk through the models with them to ensure that they continue to help you in a post-Brexit environment.
0: So lots there for businesses to be getting on with um, if they aren't already in terms of of thinking about this Um, and lots they can be doing in the absence of knowing which of the two models uh, we'll be going ahead with by the sounds of it. So thank you both for really bringing to life uh, those two options that are being considered at the moment. Um, I I hope that gives our listeners a good understanding of what MaxFAC and NCP are all about and the impact that they'll have. So Anna, can you summarise, just before
1: we finish off, what's on the horizon for Brexit? Sure, so I guess the next big thing for organisations to look out for is the government's white paper, where it says it will set out its trade ambitions for um, the future relationship with the EU. And as Matt alluded, um, we would like to imagine that there will be a bit more certainty then about which of these two options are favoured, both by the UK and by the EU, but of course, This is still a political negotiation and we're not at the end of the road yet so still some months i think before we have absolute certainty about which of these two options will be selected Um, obviously we've got the june summit uh, only a matter of weeks away uh, ahead of the october summit where we hope that all of this will be um wrapped up i think one thing that we've heard in recent weeks though is that the transitions period there's a high probability they go on beyond the current plan date of 2020. Um, Now, for some businesses that might feel like, great, we've got lots more time to think about it in that case. I think the reality is at that time will go quite quickly. And what we would advise businesses is that they use that longer horizon to really finesse um uh, their Brexit planning and as Matt said if they haven't already to really get a handle on their supply chains how they currently uh, operate so they can optimize them rather than just taking sort of piecemeal and uh, actions to mitigate the impact. So look out for the white paper and the June summit and if you haven't already definitely get a handle on your supply chain. Fabulous
0: thanks Anna and Matt thank you very much. One final thing from me, we've recently launched a confidential survey to find out how businesses are preparing for change at the border. So share your views with us on www.pwc.co.uk forward slash Brexit. Thanks everyone for listening.